We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. <laughs> Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Hey everybody, Value Add with K&K, Crystal and Kenny here. Just want to say thank you so much for the support, for listening, um, the comments, everything. Keep it up. We'll keep going as long as we can. And if you like what you're listening to, like what you're watching, uh, tell your friends about it, leave us a review, maybe even give us five stars. We love those. That's how we can grow and continue to bring you guys value and spread the word. Thanks guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today, we have Dr. Bo in the house. He is a chiropractor, a wellness expert, and a speaker. So we're really excited to have Dr. Bo here today. Um, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I met – well, I always have to tell the story how I met people and another story because I meet a lot of people on Instagram these days. But – you were doing like a sponsored ad and it came across my visit, my visit feed, Monsi, or story? Yeah, story no, story's not the, what's the feeds, the oh, up yeah, and down? So it was on the feed and I was like, oh, this guy seems interesting. And at the time I wanted to follow people in San Diego that were using Instagram to build their business or, so I was like, oh, I'll follow him. And then I was following him. I'm like, oh, this guy's cool. He seems like a good dude. And then I told Crystal about you like, hey, you know, we should go see this guy. And then you were out of town traveling, and then I asked you a question. Like, hey, yeah. ask a question. I was like, hey, I'm going to ask him because she's like, my back is killing me. I'm like, hey, do you adjust pregnant women? <laughs> you're like, yeah. And then when we came in to see you, I was like, you're like, oh, that's the guy that asked me the yeah. question. And that's how we met. And I actually remember the day because I was in Croatia, and I was yep. just looking out at the beautiful ocean, hanging out there. And I'm like, yeah, I'll check the Instagram. And that's when I got the message. So awesome. And now we're here. Yeah, and, and now, now Dr. Bo's our man. Yeah. yeah. We Just see him at least a couple times a week. The whole family. Um, so I know you're super passionate about helping others, um, through chiropractic, through speaking, through health, wellness, all that. Can you kind of tell us your story and how you arrived in San Diego and how you became a chiropractor? Well, let's back it all the way up. Yeah. Then. So originally born in Croatia. And then during the time of the, there was a civil war that happened there. So the family moved to Germany. We couldn't hang out there. Wow. So we actually ended up in Winnipeg, Manitoba in Canada. So it's freezing. Do you guys know anything about Winnipeg? Uh -huh. Freezing cold, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, what ended up happening was I was I was very into health and fitness early on. And I thought I wanted to be a personal trainer, open up my own gym. And as I started that route, I, I, I don't know, I just something switched. I was like, you know, I, I want to take the safe route and become a teacher instead because a lot of friends around me became teachers. So that's what I did. And as soon as I graduated from education, I was like, like, fuck, I don't want to be a teacher. What did I just do? And I, just, <laughs> I started reading books, started educating myself, and uh, just started getting some role models in my life. And then throughout the course of time, a year and a half went by, and then I ended up signing up to go to chiropractic college in the Bay Area. And I was there for three years, did the whole chiropractic school, had no clue what I was getting myself into. And then I went and visited San Diego. It was October, and we were at the beach. And I was like, I can't believe this is real life. So found my mentor here, opened up shop uh, just over two years ago, and it's wow. been an incredible experience. I feel like that's the story of so many people who end up in San Diego, though. They're yeah. like, they come visit one time, and they're like, I just need to figure out how to get here. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I yeah. mean, it's so warm. It's so beautiful. 
So was your family like super into fitness or anything like that? Or you're just really into health and wellness early on? You know what? We didn't didn't necessarily grow up healthy. Like growing up, I just ate a lot of fast food and pizza. And it was just about the mindset of just got to feed the boys. And there was not a whole lot of health that was happening there. That just transpired as I became a chubby little boy through <laughs> through just eating the North American diet. And that's a transition yeah. that happened. When I had the European diet, I was fine. And all of a sudden, it was pizza pops, mac and cheese. Everything and processed. Everything processed. I remember Whoppers were 149. And so that was what we're eating all the time. And then all of a sudden, you know, you become chubby. And you got to figure out, okay, well, how do I lose this? And that's when, you know, exercise and health, you know, going on bodybuilding.com and things mm-hmm. like that to learn about it. And that's where the interest grew. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense, though, about the teaching because now I kind of like when we're in your office, you really make a big point of educating people about their back or like where, you know, their tension is and all of that. So it just makes sense that you kind of started off on the teaching path and then, you know, the, the training and all of that. So it kind of all comes uh, together. Yeah, initially when I went to chiropractic college, I was like, I'm like, oh, man, I don't have, like, biology. I don't have chemistry. And I thought that's what it's all about. And you have to be, like, super smart to, you know, get in there and succeed. But really all you got to do is be able to relate to people, understand the body, and be able to, you know, get them to learn what you're what they need to do outside of there. So coming from a, a training and a teaching background was just the absolute, you know, perfect thing to get into chiropractic with. Which is cool because, like you said, we go in and get adjusted and then you go back into your regular everyday life and do the things that you do. I mean, hopefully we all try to like implement these things, but we only get to see you for a few minutes at a time. So it is cool that you educate people. And that was yeah. one of the things that was like that I really loved when I first met you. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, you know, how you come across on Instagram because it's about, and we've got Joe here, my video guy, mm-hmm. about creating this content and just putting it out. And I know you've got Jab, Jab, Right Hook there by Gary V. And that's where that comes from. You just got to, you know, just educate, educate, give out as much free content as possible and hope that you can elicit some sort of positive change in people's lives. Because if you take a look what's happening out there right now, it's not very good. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. It's not good at all. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And we're the the same too in our business. I think that you just, uh, they say that, educating is a new marketing. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you can educate people, like the rest kind of falls into place business wise, you know, you can put food on the table or, you know, invest your money or make money or whatever that is. So yeah, I spent a day with Gary D. I did a four, four D dive or whatever. So we went to New York. It was actually almost, uh, almost a year ago. It's coming Mm up. So I never do, we never did any marketing. Crystal never did anything, social media, nothing. We were like, and I, she's like, you got to check this guy, Gary. So I checked him out and I kind of studied people on Instagram and I didn't do anything. And so I went and saw him and we were in the room and everybody got to talk to him. So it's cool. He came in for probably two hours of the whole day. So they go through all their like their business and stuff. And so I was there and I go, so I told him my story and I'm like, so what do I do? He's like, just like you said, he's like, just tell everybody everything and give away all your secrets. I was like, okay. And then the guy in the back's like, yeah, Gary's been doing it for five years. Like you should say everything, you know, you should give it away. And he's like, 5% of people will maybe steal what you do. And 95% of people will just listen to you or just won't pay attention. So basically yeah. that's where it came from. It's Chris and I came back. We're like, well, how are we going to do this? And that's how the podcast and stuff started just to share the message, what we do. And then we want to get people on here that we feel like, and that's why it's called value add with yeah. K add value it. to um, the audience. But um, why are you, so why are you so passionate about what you do? Cause you are, cause you go out and you speak. Cause I know chiropractors that literally they wake up, they go to work, they do their little do, run their business and go home, and then that's it. They're not putting in extra time, extra energy. They're not trying to help people out, you know. You know, I think a lot of that just comes from a competitive nature. Like if you're if you're gonna go out and do something, you know, why not try to 
be the best at it. And, you know, if you're playing a sport, you're not just going to half-ass it and, you know, then lose and wonder why you lost. It's the same thing here. It's just like I, I end up in San Diego. So for me to go all this way, I'm not going to come here and then just half-ass it. You know, I want to put in my best effort. And, you know, the, the big thing is, like, not to leave anything behind. So I don't want to go through this career and then wonder, like, well, what if, you know, what, what, what would have happened had I, you know, opened up these doors here or spoken here or anything along those lines. So it's just really just about trying my best, seeing what opens up. And then I see opportunities like this that open up. I see people that come to me now and they're like, hey, I need you to speak to, to our company. You know, we've got 50, we've got 100 employees, these type of things. And really it's it's kind of a high that you get out of it just to see, you know, what, what comes next. And it's, I don't know, it's just exciting. And there's a lot of changes occurred in the last five years. And it's the big mystery that I don't know what's going to happen these next five years. But it's exciting when you keep putting out this effort and then, you know, you just see, what, you see what's going to come. Like from you speaking, um, just doing stuff like this, how has it changed you? Whew. Um, well, I, you know, the, it's been a tremendous change for me just from when I first started chiropractic college. Like I, I got into this momentum of reading just for, you know, self-interest, you know, and I picked up books like uh, – what Malcolm Gladwell wrote, Stumbling on Happiness, I forget the author's name, The Alchemist, those type of things. And then it just opened up my mind. I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so much possibility out there. And it, that the ball just slowly started rolling. And then I got into chiropractic college and I started learning. I thought I knew what health was. I thought what, I knew what the body was all about. And then you really learn about the physiology, the anatomy of it. And it just creates this interest because we study so many different things, but we never actually study ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why do you think a certain way? Why do you do something? Or, you know, why does this hurt? Or why am I getting, you know, a headache or anything along those lines? So you really start studying yourself. And as I start studying it, I know I go by Dr. Bono's. Truth is, I don't know anything yet. Like, there's so much to be learned. And it's a self-interest. The fact that I have my whole life now to study all this is just, it's exciting. And that's why I wake up with an energy and an excitement to continue to learn more. And the more that you learn, the more that you can give. And the more that you give, the more you get in return. What's, um, just talking about chiropractic here, what's some of the most common questions you're getting when you're out talking to like people and, you know, you're talking to groups mm-hmm. of 50 or hundred. I mean, I'm sure you get a, like people come up and talk to you. What's like the top, top question. Well, I think the most common question that we get is that, uh, you know, my, my cousin's mailman, sister's son, neighbor (laughs) went one time they had a bad experience and you know they said that if i go once i'll have to go for the rest of my life and that's just and that's just one of the most common myths and it's just very similar to like if you go to the gym once you're not gonna have to go for the rest of your life but you realize hey like exercise is pretty important and this is something that's good for me just like having your spine aligned is something that's important because that's what houses your nervous system that's what houses all the everything that controls your body, your immune system. And what we do through our day-to-day stresses is that we put pressure on that. So all you do is align it and the people have an option. You can just come in once. People come in all the time. They're just like, yeah, I just want to come in here once. I'm like, cool, I'll just adjust you once. You're on your way. But then I have people that come in and they're like, you know what, I've had two field back surgeries on, I'm, I'm on five, 10 medications. They check off, check off every single symptom that's on the Sheesh. list. And I go to them, all right, well, you have six months. You, can you give me six months and we can see what kind of change we can create here? And they're like, yeah, I'm all in. I'm desperate. I've tried everything else. And that's, that's the type of people I like coming in because you can, there's just so much room for improvement. It's a challenge for you too. It's a challenge. Yeah. But also, you know, I'm very early on in this, but I'm realizing that if you teach people how to think right, move right, and 
just feed them, nourish themselves properly, and you just align the nervous system, you get that to function properly, the body wants to heal. You're just not giving it an opportunity to heal. And unfortunately, there's, you know, these perceptions out in, in society, and I didn't realize this. I thought I was just going to open up the doors and people are just going to walk on in, but there's no Super Bowl commercials. You know, they're, the big farmers really running the show out there. And But I think people are educating themselves more, and that's the whole purpose of any sort of myths that people have, that there's videos out there that explain it, and then also social proof. When you have, you know, people that are tagging you in the story or something like that, you know, when Harlow comes in, it's like, oh, you know, she's getting her baby adjusted, but... You know, my neighbor said that it's not good, but the neighbor's never been there and the neighbor doesn't have a child, you know? So it's just, those are the type of things that oh, you Oh, our do. nanny was terrified when we said yeah. that we were taking her. She was like, what? He's going to be popping her? Like, that's oh, crazy. That's just, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, light. no, it's yeah, not it's like that. It's super light. It's yeah. super just, light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But there are a lot of those misconceptions. I do think that one of the things that is helping, though, is that wellness is so popular right now, too, though. Just like that whole wellness of, like, yoga and eating Because right. the internet. You know, all yeah. of that. So I think it's helping the chiropractic. But you're right. I, I, somebody gave me a good analogy the other week, and she's not even a chiropractor. It was our my trainer that I used to work out with. But she said the same thing as, like, if you don't go to the gym – if you go to the gym once a week, are you ever going to get in shape? And it's like, no. So yeah. if you go to the chiropractor once a month or once a quarter, like, are you going to get any benefits? So I think the, the majority of people that are saying that are people who haven't really gone regularly. They went yeah. once or twice. And, you know, then they said, oh, well, this doesn't work. Yeah. But also, we do have people that get to that point. For so yeah. far, Some people, it's okay for them to come, you know, yeah. come in once, once in a while. Once yeah. in a while. But, and it's very similar. If you get in the best shape of your life, once you're in the best shape of your life, you don't have to work out as, as hard. You can just kind yeah. of, you, you know, can take maintain. a week off here and there. You can maintain and it's not a big deal. it. But for yeah. me personally, I get adjusted every Monday morning and every Thursday afternoon. Why? Because I spent like two decades in school sitting. Uh, I was a meathead that would just go like never stretch, just lift weights and then, you know, all these sport injuries. So now I'm doing yoga. I'm getting adjusted. I'm doing all the things I should have been doing before, but I have years and years and years where I didn't do this. So that I'm still working on breaking through scar tissue, getting my mobility up and I beat my body up at work as well. So it's just, you know, you take a step forward, but then you take a step back as soon mm -hmm. as you jump in the line of fire again. Yeah, you're adjusting people all day. I mean, mm -hmm. it's work. And yeah. also, too, like you said, I think our lives are not conducive. Like, we're sitting a lot, mm -hmm. people who travel a lot. So if you're driving a lot, if you're sitting at a desk a lot, I mean, all those things yeah. do kind of wear on your body. Oh, yeah. Your body's designed to move. And if you, you know, if you sit in a chair, the studies show the whole uh, – Article sitting is the new smoking. They said that one hour of sitting equates to 22 minutes off your life. That's crazy. Yeah. How do they find that? It's just everyone that's extremely sedentary. Yeah. They find that they die earlier and they're more susceptible to the most common diseases that kill people. Well, research now, right? Because they have, we're, you know, 2000, almost 20 here. The research, <clears throat> more statistics, they can study so much more stuff now. Yeah. Data is just so much more relevant these days because there's more of it. Yeah, and so we can study and be like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. It's, what's um, I think like just going back because I think a lot of people it's just with anything it's diet, eating, anything. What's what can somebody expect to like see results? Like if somebody comes in with you and they're just jacked up, is it really six months for you to really see? Like, is I, I know it's case yeah. by case, but like. Can you give us a couple scenarios of like what somebody really should be committed to? Okay. So, for instance, you know, someone come in and just like I had a I had a guy yesterday morning. He's he's got his wedding this this weekend, and he comes in. He's got his 
trap is all pulled up like this. He's getting excruciating pain. And he's like this. I'm like, I'm checking his posture. I'm like, dude, you probably don't want to be getting married like this. You know, so one adjustment alleviates right away. And he's got his range of motion. Pain is gone. And he's definitely going to be able to get married this weekend with good posture. But I don't know what he does on a day-to-day. So that could come back in a week, come back in two weeks, could be a few months. Who knows, right? But when someone comes in and they've got a chronic condition that's been there for 10, 20 years, what you can expect in a six-month time span is in the first three to four weeks, we get neurological change. That's where we typically see symptoms improve or sometimes completely eradicate because pain it's typically the last thing to show up, and it's going to be the first thing that goes away. In about two to three months, you see muscular change. So if you think of like a construction uh, construction person or a uh, truck driver, if you just what do you picture their body being? It's like probably very dense, right? Yeah. So you I prod into a po- I shouldn't prod. I mean, I palpate into people like that, and I feel the tissue is like really, really dense. Well, it takes about two to three months for that muscular tissue. It regenerates. Your body's always regenerating. So about after ninety days. Since you've been getting adjusted and they're being a little bit more relaxed, you actually feel the tone of the body change. And the thing that you can see in six months is your connective tissue regenerates very, very slowly. So when people have a posture like this, after six months, you can create a new posture that holds if you're willing to do the work outside of here. But, you know, a lot of people do just come in for like a few weeks, a couple months at a time, and then they just pop in whenever they want. It all varies from case to case. But if your goal is to eradicate symptoms, that typically happens fairly quickly especially if you're willing to change your habits uh, outside of here. But if you have a chronic condition for, you know, 10, 20 years, then it's going to take some time. Are you seeing mostly back, neck issues? Is that like... Back, neck, and migraines, that's the most common thing that we see. Really? Uh, just <clears throat> not just because that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what's most common. But people come in for digestive issues, for immune function. Uh, I have a question. Yeah, what let's hear it. Do, what can you do for uh, chronic constipation? All right, awesome question. <laughs> so, so, uh, so the nerves that are going to control. Enema? <laughs> yeah. Enema so the the nerves that control the muscles to your low back and your legs, they're going to control your excretion and your reproductive organs. So, just as an example, um, if there's pressure on that nerve, you're not getting the proper nerve flow to those excretion organs. And once that nerve flow improves, those organs function the way they're supposed to. Those are things that are very difficult to, you know, guarantee because it's on a case-to-case basis. And there you might could, have other things going there on. There could too. be other dietary things that are happening as well. could be mental things, you know. But just as an example, you know, I had a, a young lady. She's about 25, 26. And from the moment that she got her menstrual cycle, she would throw up for three to five days and wow. just be in excruciating pain. But, you know, she had low back pain going on and she had a misalignment in her low back. And I just go, like, like the low back stuff, that's... It's fairly easy. That's what we commonly see. But we're going to see what's going to happen with your menstrual cycle. And then, you know, a month later after getting adjusted three times a week, you know, she comes in, you know, nearly in tears. And she's just like, hey, like, I didn't throw up. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And the next month, nearly in tears again, I went to the gym and I didn't realize, like, I've, I've got my period right now. And then we're at it five, six months now. And she's just hasn't had and she's like i'm not taking painkillers anymore so that's the that's the cool cool. thing that you can see but all those things are case to case so i can never be like oh yeah yeah. constipate yeah yeah. easy you know yeah i mean you could have a parasite or you could have something else or whatever yeah yeah Yeah. so it all varies why should uh why should everybody see a chiropractor why should everyone exercise 
Do you think, do you think chiropractic, like for me, exercise is health, but also it's mental, but you're also doing both. Cause if you can relieve pain in somebody that's mentally yeah. a release for them too. Right. So, so the reason everybody should go see a chiropractor is that there's, there should be more of an emphasis to be proactive rather than waiting while a problem occurs because the problem is going to be there for way, way before the symptom shows up. If you take a look at what we're doing, we're either, we're either really sedentary or we're doing a repetitive motion over and over. And your body was never designed to do that. What you're designed to do is just move around throughout the day, eat organic foods, uh, wake up when the sun goes up, go to sleep when the sun goes Cave down. You were never designed to wake up and look at something that gives you an immense amount of dopamine and you know jealousy as you start looking at other people's lives and you create all this emotional stress that emotional stress creates tension in your, in your body so you it's it's kind of you I always say you're being civilized to death and yeah. nature has given us all the tools we need to survive and your body has a healing mechanism within it all that chiropractic is is just you put you you just put things in place your body heals itself you know, I you know I wasn't the one that gets. I'm not the one that gets rid of the back pain or or the digestive issues. It's your own body that does it. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily do it right at that moment. It does it. You know, you put it in place, then you go on with your day, and then the body starts to heal. So if you want to get ahead of the curve, just get get adjusted before. Don't wait till there's a problem. Is it is your body recovering because you're correcting something and putting in the right place so it can start healing rather than when it's not correct it just it's it just sits there it just can't, is that kind of like the analogy of how you guys yeah so if if something's out of place it's a stress and we have essentially three different stressors that we put on our body well there's a couple, couple more we don't have to get at that but chemical stress from the bad things we put into our body emotional stress from the thoughts that we have and the physical stress from the day to day now any of those can impact your nervous system but if we want to talk about strictly about a physical stress of let's just say your head yeah. your head being like this well your body's going all day long like dude like why are you doing this to me you're you're asking this area to work triple overtime now and instead of your body focusing on healing and regenerating itself it's focusing on holding this head up all day long and what that does it's it's a stressor and your body has two modes you you've heard of fight or flight yep. rest and digest well this can put your body in fight or flight it's not, it's not as immense as, you know, getting to a big argument or something like that, <laughs> but it's, it's putting pressure on, on the nervous system and it doesn't, it doesn't want to have that type of pressure. All it wants to do is regulate normally and the way it does that is if it has a nice posture and then you don't put poison in the body and you don't have negative thoughts. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just kind of kind of hard to do all those things. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You make it sound yeah, so easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just never have a negative thought. Jesus, just eat right. people. Yeah, yeah, it's that easy. Uh, so yeah. when you're talking about like y- y- optimizing the body to mm-hmm. function at its peak, you know, peak highest. or at its yeah. yeah, what do you mean by that? Well, just to have it working the way it's supposed to. And unfortunately, most people's bodies don't function the way it's supposed to, except Kenny. Let's talk about Kenny, who seems yes. to be a freak of nature. Because, yeah, baby. Because <laughs> Kenny was sharing with us, he doesn't need caffeine. He wakes up with energy and he falls asleep easily. So those, those are two primary functions. If people were able to do that, if 100%, yeah, which I was going to bring in next, but. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I poop regularly. That's what it would mean if you didn't get but, that. Hey, and honestly, Kenny, waking up with energy, pooping regularly, normally, 
falling asleep easily. Like these are all functions that we talk about in our body, but we take those for granted. There's a lot of people that uh, in a wake, wake up and I'm one of them. Like, oh, I need coffee to get my day started. And then at the end of the day, it's difficult to fall asleep. And, you know, for some people, if they're having, you know, diarrhea or constipation, like that's a sign that you're not functioning at your best. Your body's it's suffering. It's not functioning right? yeah. at its best. And that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stems from the stresses that we put on it because all it wants to do is function 100%, but it's worried with or just overwhelmed with the stress that you put on it. Yeah, not to say, like, just speaking for me, I mean, Crystal, you know, I mean, probably it's been two years I've consistently really worked out and taken the leap of just, I mean, I remember it was, let's go back four years, I was so inconsistent with working out and everything. It was probably because of work and stress. We had so much going on and my sleeping was all over. I was, stre- it was just different. And so I kind of just woke up one day as that's how I am. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get up early and start working out. Chris was like, yeah, 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 we'll see. And it was one month, two months. It was a year, two years later. But what I, what, what you're saying is, is it's true because I'm on this schedule. I've trained my body, yeah. which is now like we always talk about, I tell people it's not really the morning because I get up so early. It's the night before. You, you win the, you, you're going to win the morning with the night before. And so our thing is we walk through our doorway of our, of our um, room. It's like no phone, no TV, no nothing, no, basically no bullshit. And what we've learned is we used to go in there and I'd look at an email at 10 o'clock at night. That was bad. Like, oh, my God. And it was all of a sudden, wonder why I didn't sleep at night because I yeah. put something – and like Crystal always says, that could have waited till now you're stressful and I could have waited till the morning. And even when I get up now, I get up at 4.30, whatever, it's immediately something positive. If it's music, which is, can be positive, it's a podcast, it's something, goes in my ears to me. And I just wake up. I don't w- listen to news. I don't even, nothing negative, no emails, no nothing. Email I basically get up, I get my time in, and then I go to the gym, I come back, so I'm like, I'm ready to go and then i enter the day with emails and everything else so what do you think would happen if all of society was doing that every single day it'd be different it'd be a lot different we'd be a lot more productive yeah Yeah. and that's why people are like oh i can't get up and i'm like you can because crystal you know she always mean if crystal can get up you know you were just never a morning person but when you did but she started realizing holy crap i go into the room i turn this stuff off i go to sleep and then i tell people if you get up at 4 30 or 5 consistently you are going to be tired at the end of the day. Yeah. But if you do one day here and on and off, so I, you know, that's what we do. So we just, did you say you guys turn off all your electronics when you come home? What time does that when happen? We enter the, when we enter the doorway of our bedroom. And Got we usually it. go like latest 9.30, 9 or 9.30. I try okay. to be yeah. lights out in bed, passed out by 9.30, 10 latest. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and you know. And that's what we learned though because we weren't able to go to sleep. It was like we were checking yeah. our phones or we like – Let's watch a little TV before we fall asleep. And it's like, no, because I'll want to finish it. And so it's like he can maybe fall asleep, but I couldn't. And then I'm realizing even whenever I did watch TV, I had like those couple nights where I was like, okay, I'll just do it tonight because it's Friday or it's whatever. And then I wouldn't sleep good. I'd be tired the next day. And so we were like, this is stupid. Why are we doing this to ourselves? You're like basically punishing yourself. You're like, was it really worth it to do that, to pay for it tomorrow? Well, it's the exact same thing as you know, going back to the workout analogy. If – 
you know, you're working out a few days and then one day you have cheesecake, the next day you have pizza. And then you're kind of wondering, well, why didn't I get in shape? And you take a look at someone like Kenny, who's just been doing this consistently. And then you can still cheat, but you just, you're just, you you just go, okay, I got to go run six miles tomorrow. I just cheated. You got to go kill yourself. Yeah. But the fact that you're consistent, I think consistency is key. It's winning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kenny, even if he, if you you don't get good sleep or something like that, he'll still get up and go because he doesn't want to break the schedule. Yeah, and what we I mean, when, when we had Harlow, it was like, I think he was back in the gym within a few days. Do you nap? No. He's not oh. a napper. You're a robot, man. <laughs> well, you know what it is, is somebody did, it was funny, I was watching a podcast with a guy, and it was a sleep doctor or something, and he said, you know where people screw up is they wake up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday early, mm-hmm. and then Saturday they sleep in, he goes, and then they start the whole routine over Monday, it's like, that's like waking up Monday morning, he goes, you ever feel like you're hungover, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I used to go through that, and he's like, so if you go out, whatever, he's like, still wake up, you don't have to wake up at 5, but wake up at 6.30, something reasonable, go work out, if you're tired, take a nap on Saturday, yeah. but still stay consistent gotcha. to your schedule within a range, Love that. and that's yeah. helped. Yeah. I think I mean, that's hard though like we've talked about it though because if you have friends and stuff and they want to go out and stay out late like those are the things that we've had to adjust our life to is that we have those friends that still go out and stay late and we're just like sorry we're going home you know yeah, and that's so. why day drinking is the new adult yeah we start this at like it's 12 yeah yeah, yeah oh kenny's even irritated sometimes if we have those friends it's like to go out to dinner and stay out late he's like oh yeah. No, I'm not going to be productive tomorrow. And they all know so, I'm getting up. Yeah. I'm like, you want to go eat at 8? I'm like, no, dude. 8 o'clock. Like, I'm I'm already like one yeah. foot in bed. Yeah. Yeah. No, you just, it's just, I mean, really, I think what we're talking about is just being consistent with what you're doing. Absolutely. It's it's And it's not just, it's everything in life. It's even like what we're doing with the podcast or marketing. Anybody you go talk to that's good at it, it's going to like what you've done with marketing. If you put a video out or go do a speech, you know, once a month, put a video out once a month on Instagram, that's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You've got to be consistent. Talk to any marketer. They're like, you know, Gary Vee's like, you should post five times a day on every single social media. Pro-. Everybody's like, yeah. what? He has a team of 29, but that's what he said. He goes, you know, he says, if somebody posts seven, then I'm going to post 10 because I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. He's competitive about it. But that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, what's your, what's like a typical day for you in your life? So I will typically wake up at five, and then that's good yeah that's early shit yeah um but i you know what i go through my phases with my routines and there's there's uh there's times where i dial in and there's other times where stress can overwhelm me and it's just like all right i'll i'll snooze until 5 30 but we're at the office at 6 30 in the morning so for me what's most important is i got to make sure that i I meditate i keep the the phone on airplane mode in the morning i've got my journal so i'll journal and set tasks gratitude all of that I'll go on YouTube and search up morning motivation while I'm showering, just like you. I just I want to absorb something positive, and I don't I don't open up the social media and I don't respond to anything that early in the morning. And I just do my best not to not to look at it at all. Um, I do my coffee. I don't I don't eat in the morning. I go through my phase where I either do the bulletproof or just a regular coffee, black coffee, and then get the day started. And then I'll adjust. We'll be at the office from six thirty in the morning till anywhere between like ten, eleven. All varies. I get a gap in the middle of the day, and that's my time to usually do my yoga or go to the gym. Sometimes I do switch on my routine where I work out before, and this is you know one of the things I'm working on is just the consistency throughout, and I kind of vary it from week to week or month to month. Uh, and then back to the office around 3 till 6.30, and then at night I just wind down and, and relax. Uh, those I have three days a week that are like that where it's just like go, 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 and, and tense, and then I have two days of the week where it's just a little bit slower paced. 
Is Friday one of them? Friday is one of them. Nice. Just today, so that's why I'm able to be here. But I did I did cover for Dr. Mark this morning, so I was there, and I just worked for like four hours straight and just adjusted a bunch of people, which is great. Uh, but you know, I feel it in my body where I know I need that rest. So a lot of times, like the weekend is just like I just need to chill, relax, and like sleep. Um, yoga has been one of the most life changing things that I've done. Um, I beat my body up at the office, so it's important to break through those repetitive motions that you do. So yoga is a different movement that you do. And then I'll also love yin yoga. I don't know if you guys ever tried it. Never heard of it. Uh, it's, it's, you basically, you have a bunch of blocks and you just lay there for, for an hour and you'll hold stretches for three to five minutes. So it's just super, yeah, it's super relaxing. Um, but yeah, I mean, those, those are basically the day to days. And, uh, if I ever find myself, kind of either too stressed out about something or overworked, then I will just look at the day and just implement like, okay, these are the two hours for me to not do anything, not look at the phone, not check the laptop. I live close to Balboa Park, so sometimes I'll just go walk, you know, listen to a podcast, just walk there, get some sun, reset, and um, other things I'll do. Binaural beats, I don't know if you guys ever done that. No, what's that? No. Uh, so, so you have all sorts of different brain waves, and then certain brain waves will get you into a meditative state. So I agree you, with that. Yeah. So, uh, for instance, uh, I mean, there's alpha, beta, theta, and delta waves. So what you do is you put the headphones in. Uh, I love doing it uh, on my patio. I'll just get some sunshine for 10, 15 minutes. And this is the whole thing. If you're thinking about getting a second coffee in the day, what you can do if you're feeling tired, which sometimes I'll be exhausted from you know, working the morning shift – working out, eating, and then I've got this period. I'm like, oh, man, I'm pretty tired. Well, instead of having that second coffee, you know, I'll lay out in the sun, put on these binaural beats, and what it does, it just gets you in this meditative state, 10, 15, 20 minutes of that. You get up, and it's just you're, you're like Kenny when he first wakes up in the morning. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's incredible. So the day-to-day varies for me, but I just throw in as many of these where do you find the beats? Like on YouTube or oh, something? Oh, yeah, yeah, You just go on, on – uh, there's a playlist that I have on um, – on Apple Music, but it's on YouTube, Spotify. I mean, oh, okay, uh, yeah. So check just check that out. Binaural, binaural beats, yeah. and yeah, I mean, cool, you I'm could could the, put the beats in, and you can even go for a, a walk with it. So it's just a that's great cool. Like reset. early in the morning, yeah, that's why early in the morning when it that's why I get up. But I like to try different things. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Sounds interesting. Yeah. That's one of the things Kenny and I haven't really been good at doing is getting into the meditation. You got to um, do it. Yeah, I, I think it's. I, th- I thought we needed to take like a class. That was like our goal is to take. I think they have places mm. where they could teach you meditation. But I think for him, it's mostly about slowing down. And then you only have oh, for sure. so much time in the morning. But yeah, Kenny's a go, go, go kind of guy. He's like that high activity, high impact guy. So I think him sitting quietly for like 10, 15 minutes. I, I have tried it. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I do agree, though, because so there think, is, yeah, that might be helpful. There's, if I'm, there's certain music and songs for me that can get me like in a real happy mood. Like you just have your songs where you're like, I just need to get in that positive mood. What song is that for you? Um, honestly, uh, like anything by Maxi Priest. Maxi Priest. Yeah. What's that? Kind of reggae. Reggae. Okay. All right. He's old school. No, but he's very, um, you have to listen to him. He's old school reggae, but he's very happy, vibey, kind of lovey-dovey type dude. And so he just has songs that his, he basically his whole vibe is, is, you know, loving life and this and that, Mm -hmm. but there's just songs that i know is songs so it puts me in a happy place like if you just want to be uplifted there's just songs you have there's you know there could be dance songs anything songs right awesome so for me music is like a huge 
It's on. Uh, Chris will tell you, music is always on in our office, in our house, Got in my it. ears. It's funny. Well, I come home and sometimes I, I don't put anything on. And Kenny's like, what? That's weird. It's quiet in here. He's like, immediately music. But it's, yeah, it changes. It really can help my mood. It does or, change. Yeah. I mean, oh, music yeah. can for sure change your mood. That's. Yeah, That's so what I was that saying that I'm interested to try it. Yeah. 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 Check it out. But I mean, even our office, we play Rufus to Soul radio all day. And like, mm-hmm. it's just high energy and it's fun. And if there ever music like shuts off, I kind of have to pause. I'm like, ah, I can't work right now. Like, no, like, it turned off. Yeah, it turned off. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I can't do this right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're in your groove, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when do you, because you were saying something about you don't eat in the mornings. Do you, are you eating till lunchtime? I, I'll do, I'm, I don't do like a strict intermittent fasting yeah. unless I am being strict about it. But I'll typically you know, have like a bar or, or something super light before I work out. Okay. And wow, then so lunch waiting. lunch is like the bigger meal. But I've just gotten adapted to that over the course of the years. But initially, I would, I mean, back in the day, I would wake up, I would make uh, a big bagel with like eggs, bacon, and cheese, and I'd eat it. And then at the time, I was going to university, and, you know, I'd eat this big thing, like, and I'd Ugh. sit there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like so tired. And then... I don't understand that carbs spike your insulin and make you super tired, and then that you get hungry again a couple hours later. That's why I know you're drinking the ketones right now, but for me, like in the morning, it's all about having you know a higher amount of fat, you know, moderate protein, and cutting out the carbs. Because if you're about if you're a go getter and you want to be energized, like don't have carbs throughout the day. You can have some at night to refuel, but focus on having. Night's a, high, a good time, huh? Yeah, night's a great time to have it, and. Especially because you're going to deplete the the glycogen stores, like sugars formed uh, goes into it's stored as glycogen. So as you're running around all day, that's what you're burning primarily. So when you fuel refuel at the end of the day, that's a great time to do it. But you don't need to wake up and fuel something that's already full. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I asked you because I didn't really purposely do this, but um, I used to eat more in, in the breakfast, and then I started working out more. And I just found myself because, you know, you'll, all your last meals at 8 o'clock at night. And then mm. I just started like, oh, I just didn't eat till lunch. And it was the next day lunch. And I realized I'm like, oh, shit, my body really – like some days you're just hungry. And I don't know what it is, right? And you're like, I got to eat something. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I'm like 80% of the time not eating till lunch. And I used huh. to be in a bad, pissy mood. But now, I'm, I mean, I'm not hangry all the time. That's what I was asking you because I just all the time. <laughs> no, honestly, he's been so much better. But I do think it's the, like the lifestyle, though, because like I've said to Kenny, when he doesn't go to the gym, I'm like, oh, great. Because it's more. Uh, what am I going to deal with now? It like, is a mental thing yeah, for me, Jim. He like, needs to, that. He yeah. needs it's that. Because I, I feel like yeah. I didn't enter the day how I'm used to. You know, how you're mm-hmm. just used to waking up, and it's more of I'm mentally entering the day. When I don't, it's like, oh shit, I'm just I'm off. Yeah. Like even when I get to go to the gym, and now I'm going when we get adjusted with you, it's like another added. Bonus yeah. for us. I, it feels, I feel great. I do. Yeah. I walk out of there. Don't, don't you feel like super energized? Yeah. I mean, I could see why people awesome. do it, but it's like we get to do all those things now. Yeah, I mean, just another added thing that you do into the routine. Yeah. That's, Which po- that's a positive, positive input. Exactly. And when you get adjusted, there's endorphins that are released, and your body rewards you for something that you that's good for you, right? So when you exercise, you feel really good. When you meditate, you feel really good. When you do something kind for somebody else, you feel really good. So these are your body's way of telling you, hey, this is good. I want more of this. And then when you do something like, I don't know, eat a bunch of carbs or just a pizza and you feel really crappy, it's your body's way of telling you, hey, like, don't do too much of that. Like, I don't yeah. really like it, even yeah. though in the moment it might taste really good, but that's really just you know, your, your gut craving sugar and your brain wanting to dopamine. That's all that that is. 
It's like an addiction. I mean, it's really. an addiction. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. yeah. What's your go-to? So when you're when and I'm asking because I know you're big on the whole health thing, and I think a lot of people are struggling. Like their days busy, they're crazy, and I think people really want to do the right thing, but mm-hmm. you know our society and especially America is set up for. I, I didn't bring lunch. I didn't prepare. So just go grab the quick and easy. I waited too long. So just grab the crap. Right. And yeah. you, you wait too long. and Your body's like so hungry. It's like, like you said, it needs that fix. What's your couple go to things during the day um, when you're kind of having those crazy busy days, whether it's food or just to take a mental break or whatever? How do you yeah. kind of get awesome. to the well, I think the best my per, my favorite snack is macadamia nuts because they're really okay. they're really high in fat. Okay. And you don't need a whole lot of them to fill you up. But it's a slippery slope because you could have too many of them mm-hmm. and maybe gain a little oh, too okay. much weight from it, right? <laughs> so that's care. You have to be careful with that. But you know what? I love, love Perfect Bars. Like that's my go-to. Oh, I like those too, yeah. Sure. Shout out to San Diego's yes. Perfect Bar. You know, I, I, I love that. And just Great. it's, you know, if I'm like, if I feel hungry and I've got the second shift starting up, like if I have one of those, that's enough for me to get through the day and it sounds like a commercial for him right now <laughs> perfect totally <laughs> use uh, <laughs> a co- code Dr. Bo at checkout yeah. for yep. 10% off yep. at Costco yep. yeah. free box send a free box please we will down them we will sponsor you uh, but it's just I think it's a matter of having a smaller light snack whatever that is for you the issue is is that if you have something bigger like something fast that's big like I don't know maybe you go grab a burrito or whatever you end up doing you're going to crash. You're going to be tired. You're going to be moody. And in a few hours, you're going to be hungry again. Meanwhile, you could have something really light like some nuts or a perfect bar or a protein bar. And you got to be careful. With, like Perfect bar is great, you know, the healthier ingredients. But you don't want – like some of those uh, bars have artificial ingredients that you want to stay away from. So Quest bars, they're really good too because they're okay. they're about, you know, health. Um, what about supplements? Supplements. We got in a conversation. I know. Ooh. Um, that you're saying these are important. What what supplements are you taking? Or especially for somebody that's coming to see you, what should we be taking for our bodies? Awesome. So number one thing is uh, inf- you want to battle inflammation. And inflammation, omega-6, bad. Omega-3, good. What happens is this ratio is supposed to be fairly even. It can be a little off. That's fine. But what happens is omega-3, which is, uh, which is not inflammatory, and omega-6, which is very inflammatory, it skyrockets like this. So people are coming in and they have chronic inflammation. I know they do because of the average. Um, so back it up a little bit. One-to-one ratio is ideal. If you have this ratio of one to four of the omega-3 to the omega-6, you have inflammation in your body. Inflammation is the starting point of any single disease, is what they say in the literature. Mm-hmm. So one to four, that inflammation begins. The national American average is one to 20. Whoa. And that omega-6 is coming from processed foods. It's coming from uh, corn that's being fed to essentially every single animal. Why do they feed them that? Because it's it makes cheap. them fat. It's cheap. And they're putting corn in virtually you know, every single food. So that drives this inflammation up. So I know when I had my test done, my ratio was like 1 to 11. I was like, oh, shit, I thought I was healthy. But I was going to Costco at the time buying bags of chicken and you know their ground beef there and their eggs there which are also being fed corn so i was like hey i'm i'm inflamed i'm inviting disease into my body mm-hmm. so if there's one supplement i recommend to people it's for them to take fish oils then up next after that is magnesium because magnesium is going to be in over 350 enzymatic reactions that occur in your body such as muscle relaxation energy production and we're really really deficient in it how do we know that well because the soil is not what it used to be. So, you know, back in the day, you know, you'd get X amount of 
magnesium from your broccoli and spinach or, you know, whatever, you know, vegetables you want to look at. Well, now you're just getting very little. And also people aren't eating the vegetables that they're supposed to be. So magnesium at night can help you help you with sleep. Uh, and that also just a re- like a really good multivitamin can help just because you're not getting all all the vitamins and the minerals that you need for, par- for proper body function. And you can, I mean, you can spend so much money on supplements and have really expensive urine, but if you were to pick a few things, you know, those are things that I would start off with. And, oh, vitamin D. Even though we live in San Diego, a lot of people are deficient in it. I heard that, yeah. And I um, can't remember the numbers <laughs> at the top of my head, but I want to say, like, ideal numbers like 50 to 70, and people are going to be below it. And what they found out is, like, a large number of people that have musculoskeletal conditions such as, you know, back pain, neck pain, are going to be really deficient in vitamin D. Once you balance those levels out, all of a sudden, your body starts functioning the way it's supposed to. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, if you go to Palm Springs and lay out in the sun for an hour, how much energy you get. At least me. Oh, yeah. No, just the vitamin D when you're yeah, not used to it. Totally. I, feel, I feel it. I'm like, I, I want to get up and go, you know, well, run up a mountain or something. I mean, here, here, I mean here's... <laughs> Only you. Yeah. Only you here's a, here's a, pro, a pro hack. Then I'm like, wait, it's 110. I can't. <laughs> no? Yeah. Well, it just depends how much of it you have, but... You know, when you, look at, when you look at your phone at night, your brain thinks it's daytime, so it stops melat- uh, melatonin production. And then uh. that, you're, you know, because it thinks it's daytime, they go, okay, well, I'm not going to produce the stuff that's going to help you fall asleep. And one of the hacks that you can have when you get up, as, as soon as you're able to see the sun, if you go out in the sun and you see the sun, your body will slowly reset its cycle. And then over the course of the next 12 hours, it will produce that melatonin, and then you'll be able to fall asleep easily. That's why it's really, really important for you to turn off all the things at home, all the electronics, so you don't see any light, and your brain thinks that, all right, it's it's nighttime. Is that why a lot of people are wearing those glasses? The that blue t- glasses. Is that what's Does that really work? Uh, you know what? A buddy just gave me a pair, and I'll, I'll find out. Cause, test uh, it. Test it. But uh, And another buddy just changed the settings on my iPhone. Where the, I, I tap it three times and the screen shows up like really red, but you're still uh, you're still able to read through things, but that blocks out all the blue light from it. Really? So I think it's a matter of just doing the little things and not expect a drastic change, but just you know as many little things as you can do, you know, the better. I, I know for us, like I said, without having any kind of like electronics going to bed, it's like really helps with getting sleepy. Yeah. When you're not looking at the phone. Yeah, it's huge. Like we literally just like won't have anything on and it, it's like we both get tired, which is nice. I think that's like been a big thing for getting good sleep. So and I think yeah. it's hard for people because they use their phone to set their alarms or they use their phone to do all these things. <laughs> that's the best thing is just I tell people, like, yeah, put your phone away. Like, don't keep it by your bed. It's like, well, I'm going to I'm going to wake up. I'm like, just buy an alarm. Yeah. You know, or put your phone across the, yeah, you know, we say it, let's, that's what Kenny says. If you're not a morning person and you need to get up, just put your phone across the room. Fine, have your alarm on. Put your phone across the room because I have it yeah. on Do Not Disturb too. So my phone, I don't turn it off at night, but it doesn't like disturb. Well, where, do you keep, where do you keep it? It's next to my bed, but mm. I don't really. Yeah. Well, uh oh, I need to take it a step further. Well, put on air, put on airplane mode. Yeah, because it's still working, and if you like, you don't want to be messing with your brain and you've got electricity there and radio and like we don't want to get into like emf and all that stuff but basically we're just being poisoned outside every time we're outside with wi-fi and all that so um ideally i mean when i when i have my home the way i want to build is that i have a kill switch where once i hit that kill switch is that the wi-fi is off and 
because that's radiation and you don't want to have radiation right by your brain via your phone so you want to have it on, on at the very least on airplane mode that makes sense yeah that makes sense i definitely yeah and, and once again these are just like little hacks that you add on and but it's then, crazy because it probably i mean people spend hours and hours a day on their phone so you're like wow if you even had just the eight hours that you sleep or whatever at night without a phone that could make a difference yeah yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you recently went to Texas. I did. And um, you went to a retreat there. I want you to tell us about that retreat. So uh, if you do you guys know Aubrey Marcus? Yep. On yeah. a company? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, when I when you said it, I was who? And then I looked him. I saw his picture. I was like, yeah, I've listened to a couple podcasts. Yeah. So he's got the podcast. He's, uh, he's an author. And he's got like a really badass uh, supplement line company. Human optimization is really what they're after. They got they have all sorts of great products. And I just you know looked up to him as like hey, this dude. You know he's got he's got something really special going on here, and he does all sorts of coaching things. So it's called the Fit for Service Mastermind, and what it is it's a year long coaching program where there's four quarters, and each quarter you uh, work on a different aspect for you to be fit for service to serve as many other people as you can. And the very first quarter we work on being physically fit, then we go uh, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, and it was. The absolute coolest thing that I've ever done in my life where wow. we have – well, first off, I mean we have like through the program, we, there's certain things we read. There's coaching calls, um, all sorts of weekly challenges, et cetera. But really that, that was nothing compared to what we did on the weekend where you have – we had about 130 or so people from all over the world that met up and it was just this elevated energy. And the people I met, it was just right off the bat. It was like they're your best friends. They get you. They're into all the same stuff. And the coach is incredible. So we had we had like a first we had like a, a meetup where we all hang out, you know, have some wine, get to know each other, and then the next day it began where <laughs> we they started basically beating us up. But we had a, a, a morning workout that we did, and then we went and did an obstacle course, watched all sorts of speakers, had breakout sessions. Uh, the following day we did like breath work, then we jumped into Barton Springs in, uh, in Austin, and and there was a big group of us that did that. So it's all sorts of things that we did through to make through uh, to break through mental barriers where you just challenge yourself physically but you're also just there to learn from all these other incredible people and I was just you know we have two ears for a reason I'm just like sitting there and like listening to all these colleagues I'm like oh my goodness like this is just incredible but the craziest thing that we did was um, I knew we we're going to do uh, exact dancing at some point. I don't know yeah. if you guys have you guys ever done it. No. 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 Oh man. So I knew I knew because they're into it because they're you're, they're very much in, they're very much into like you know the hippie psychedelic space, and uh, I knew we we're gonna do it at some point in the year, but it wasn't on the schedule for when we went to Austin, and because of the weather was not the greatest, they decided instead of us playing volleyball as a group, we're gonna go and do this dancing thing, and immediately <laughs> there's this resistance. I'm like. Do this, <laughs> do this but the example that they had was if you see a dog uh, run uh, through like a screen door hits its head it immediately shakes everything off and the reason for that is that we store a lot of our our trauma and emotions in our fascia and our nervous system so the dog doesn't want to remember that and it wants to shake it off so if you've ever been in an accident or anything where you've been hit it's you've, you've got this automatic fl- and a flinch that you that's stored in you so as you do this dance you have a lot of that that's um unleashed so it was a really powerful emotional experience and it was i mean 
there was just so much energy in the room and afterwards everyone's just mind was blown and we're still working on processing everything we're, we've been told just to journal on a daily basis about what's been going on and yeah, I met some really, really cool people, all sorts of different entrepreneurs, and you know, we're we're in contact now and just figuring out, you know, how to continue to help each other. And, and awesome. really, that's the biggest thing. It was just a really cool networking thing that we did, and we met like really, really, really cool people. What's your biggest takeaway from that? The biggest takeaway is that I have. <laughs> I I got asked this at the airport, and I told my buddy Brandon. The biggest takeaway is that to never answer a question like that because it's really hard to take such such a profound event and then put it all into a sentence because I feel like I minimize what it did for me. And but if I had to put in a sentence <laughs> if I had to put in a sentence is that, you know, I I feel that we always have the power within us to achieve those elevated that elevated physiology that you have where you you get in a really good mood and you're really happy and you've got flow state you've got all these great ideas and i know i can create that on my own and i know i've done it but the day-to-day stress gets to you the work beats you up or just whatever else is happening in life and i know that when i've traveled that's when i get in this happy happy state and yeah. all these ideas are coming i'm thinking big and then you know, I get to work and this happens, that happens, and oh, I got to deal with this. I got, and all of a sudden you start thinking small again. Well, I went, I went to this, and I, I out of it, I'm just like all these big ideas, and I'm just back to where I like, where I want to be. And the biggest takeaway is that I don't, I don't need that. I have that power within me. It's just I got to tap into it, and that comes down to doing the daily things that we talk about, and making sure that you know you get adequate rest, you take care of your mind, that you exercise on a daily basis, and you can get yourself to that. Yeah, it's kind of funny because um, you're right about, I think, for me as the older, when I've gotten older and I travel, what I've really enjoyed about it is, you know, we get to spend time and do all this fun stuff. But for me, it's like I actually get to slow down because I'm not in my environment. So when you're in your environment, it's like you just, mm-hmm. you everything's there. You got to do this. It's like, right, just go, go, go. And so one of the things I've learned is like, wow, it's like your your brain just turns changes differently like you know like instantly for me and i just start thinking about things and it's just a different process and you just be getting this mode and um if you you know any of the successful people out there if you take like um bill gates like bill gates he likes his when he takes a vacation he likes to go away for a month and literally just bring 20 books and read and journal and come up with we're going to do this with microsoft and we're going to do this and a lot of these guys at these high levels everybody thinks um they go and do this medication or this and that. It's because they need to take a step out to come up with a new product or something. They can't do it in the day to day grind. There's mm-hmm. no way. You cannot yeah. get out of this. So they well, it go. It kills and, your creativity, basically. Yeah. So I, I totally can relate there. Like just having that downtime is this. And it's, and it's like, how do you get that here mm. when you're here, right? Like, how do you get that? And, and for me, that's why I think early in the morning is I might only get an hour where it's dead quiet and nobody's up, but this is where a lot of stuff comes to my mind. Well, have you done the sensory deprivation tanks? No. Float? Oh. No, but I get like freaked out in those things. No? Well, you don't even know. You haven't done it. No, yeah, but yeah. it's like, <laughs> no, it's claustrophobic. I yeah. heard. It's, it's like, I, me, think, I, feel like I think that would I had a friend that freaked out <laughs> of me. Like that movie, All States? 
I don't know if it was in the movie, no, but... you go in this thing, you float, it's pitch black. Yeah. But I had a friend there, like, that might be me. He freaked out after 20 minutes. And, yeah, and Joe's girlfriend, she works there, so I, that's huh. the spot I go to float. Uh, they've got one, uh, North Park in there in Little Italy, and it's cool. I've, I've, I'm accustomed to the ones that are paused, but these, this one is like a thing that you open up in the wall. But basically, you know, I'm sure you've heard about it. It's just, yeah. it's, it's an opportunity for you to just lie there and you have no senses coming in. Yeah. So that all that you're focused on is your thought and the deeper that you can tap in, the more these downloads will come to you. And for some people, it could be a psychedelic experience if you've been, if, if, if you've trained yourself enough to just let go. And the craziest part is the only thing you can hear is your heartbeat. You're just there and you just relax and it's just... No, my friend said it was weird. Like you're just, it's, it's silent. cool. I've heard and some of the places let you play music if you want, or they could like put. You want silence? The whole point yeah, I want silence. silence. I yeah. want silence. How long yeah. are you going for? Uh, anywhere between an hour, hour and a half. Sometimes I end up falling asleep, so I'm just in there a little bit longer. But it's like when you when you get out of there, it's a complete reset. So you don't feel claustrophobic. No, or? man, it's it's fine. <laughs> I'll have to go try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Worst case, I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to call ahead. Just say, hey, I'm 6'7". Is this going to work? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You big enough. Uh, you need to like, lie like this. But like it's, the... you know, that's that's a great way to slow down. I think the other one of the other great ways to slow down is just to go for a walk outside and not, you know, not have your phone with you. Uh, whenever you can get away from technology is, I mean, that's the best way to do it. Otherwise, you're just constantly, oh, I got to check this. I got to do that. I think that's hard. I mean, Kenny, so Kenny grew up like having a list. So he's really big on having lists. Just my dad was like hard on us. So, so I, like, mm-hmm. I think that's the hard part about like disconnecting is even when we're at home, like we did a staycation or even whenever we go to Palm Springs, like somehow he figures out how to go like do some work of some sort, like meetings or whatever. Because I wake up on Saturday and Kenny's like, what's the list? Like, it's kind of a joke between us and all of our friends. Like, yeah, it is. So it's, I think that's the hardest part, too, is, like, disconnecting is just having that mind yeah. where you're like, what's the list? And, like, how do I go about checking those things off? Like, done, done. Like, it's like that sense of satisfaction, too. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need to, like, allow your body to be creative. Like you said, that's when you come up with some of your best ideas and if you're floating in. Like a black tank when we were in, for an hour. We were in yeah. Viet- when we were in Vietnam, yeah. we went on this um, – where, where was it in Vietnam we went? On Are you talking little, about Sapa? Nope. The little uh, boat tour. Oh, days. I forget. But yeah. So we went on this – these little boats are very popular. I can't remember. So you get on them and you go cruise around for two days. Well, you know, the cell phones just don't work. And yeah. so you're stuck on a little boat. And, you know, there's people that are like, yeah, they're getting shit-faced and drinking. I, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So – you know, I'm pacing around, like, in my mind, I'm like, Kenny, this boat is not that big. Like, it's small. You can mm-hmm. pace around this boat in five seconds, so you better figure out quickly with your brain what you're going to do. So I mean, I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I read a book. Crystal's like, you're reading a book? And, I mean, this is what happens. You are forced to go do something different than you can do. Yeah. And the other thing is we were we were able to literally go through – these things probably wouldn't want to do for a year, sit down and talk mm-hmm. about certain things of life and goals and this and that. I mean, we literally went through every single thing, jotted it, knocked it down, and I was like, damn, maybe we should be locked up on a boat more often just for one. And I, by the two days, I was like, get me the hell off. That was about to yeah. swim off of it. Meanwhile, but. yeah, upstairs, like w- what would happen is these people would go out and do these like touristy oh, things, and Kenny so and I were like, no thanks. So we're sitting in our little room on this little we're boat. Like, we're like, in we had no deep idea. We're like, yeah, we're like, 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 we're like grinding it out with these ideas that we have. And then all of a sudden, we hear this like weird music playing. What the hell is that? What is it? The the like when so all I go of the walking upstairs, leave, all the staff 
do karaoke. So they were upstairs. They thought everybody was off the boat. And they were, like, laughing and joking and, like, doing karaoke while we were. So the last night we were like, hey, we've been kind of, like, party poopers. And there's these young people there from Canada. We're like, we should probably hang out and do a little party and whatever and drink. So I went to the captain. I said, hey, um, I heard you guys doing karaoke. He's like, oh, shit, you heard that? I go, yeah. I go, he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I go, yeah, but I'm going to need you to do one thing for us. He goes, well, I'm like, whoever was singing, they need to come back out tonight. And they need to sing. He's like, oh, I don't know if they're going to do it. I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. Because uh, I got to hear this, so we ended up like the whole damn boat. Everybody was doing karaoke and all that. But Who would have known that a no, song no. like a Vietnamese song that was like ten minutes? No, like, oh, it's a ten minute song. A ten minute song. Okay, yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's just interesting. Like when you put yourself where there's no social media, no nothing, no TV, no social media, no nothing. It's amazing. You get on a boat and people, and they're forced to do stuff. And yes, there was some active stuff we did, but. It's just funny, like I said, you just start you're you're forced to socialize, you're forced to be like a human and not yeah. just hide behind yeah. a, you know, it's it, it was cool. Like I mean you're ready to get off, but we got like just to you know, go back to the point, it's I think sometimes we need to slow down and disconnect. And float in a tank. I guess that's yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I'm sure you're, is it Tim Ferris book up here? Oh yeah. That's the oh, book right he there. read. That's imagine. the book he read on the boat. Perfect. So, and fifty percent of the people in there that he interviewed all meditate. Go figure. Yeah. If not more, sixty percent. So one of the things I love uh, from him is uh, the whole no, no hurry, no pause. Do you remember? Recall that or yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, 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 and like his whole thing is just like don't rush through the day, but like just don't stop. You know, it's okay to go at a slower pace. Like you'll still get through everything. Yeah, yeah, no need to stress. He's funny it. though, because when you ask Tim Ferriss, I've heard him talk about like what he does. People are like, so what do you do on a daily basis? And he's like, well, probably sounds really boring because I like wake up and then I like think for a little while and then I like get up and go for a walk and then I like, think. What do you some mean more. you think? He's <laughs> like, like, yeah, just think. Like, yeah, yeah. He's a character. Yeah. I love him, though. Oh, yeah. Changed yeah. my life. Changed my yeah, life. I think he's cha- changed a lot of people's yeah. life. Yeah. Um, when you're out and about and you're speaking, mm-hmm. um, and I know you're doing a lot, are you kind of talking about the same topic, or is it changing, or what are you talking about? Well, so very. So, for instance, if, let's just say, your real estate friends, they're like, hey, you know, like, our team's, like, really stressed out, and they go, like, here are the main concerns that we're having, and then I just would sit down with whoever's in charge of like helping set up the talk, they go, hey, these are the, let's just say the three or five biggest concerns. And then we tailor talk specific to that. Cool. But typically it comes down to stress, emotional stress, the things that you can do on a daily basis in order to just perform better, have more energy and just be overall happier whenever you're hanging out with your whole group. But sometimes, you know, it could be a talk about ergonomics or nutrition or it just varies. It just depends on, on the goals. So, um, I've got a series of talks I'm doing at the Pendry and then it just hit me up again. It's like, hey, we've got you know, our group of like 67 managers and we want to talk nice. about interpersonal skills. Uh, you know, just a quick chat of regarding that. So it just varies. So, you know, now I got to get you know, get my shit together and figure out something regarding <laughs> that because it's something that I don't, you know, yeah. typically speak about. And But the most common thing I would say, you know, stress. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's funny that you decided to stop being a teacher and you're now really a teacher. I know. A lot and <laughs> that's the funny part. But it's cool because I think that's more your calling than sitting in, standing in a classroom yeah. teaching. Yeah, and I love, yeah. I, love, I love teaching because, A, people love to learn. I think everyone wants to improve mm-hmm. or learn something new and break out of this, you know, whatever pattern that they're in. So for them to, I don't know, hear about like, hey, you know, if like you sit down and breathe for 10 minutes, you can actually like, 
bring down your anxiety and depression. They're like, oh, wait, what? How do I do this? That's all I have to do? No one told me this. I'm like, hey, you know, if you cut this out, you can actually have more energy. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, if you read this book, you can achieve this. Like, what? So it's just really crazy the impact you can have. And... I mean that's that's the high that I live for is just seeing the impact on 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 the people's lives that you have and chiropractic's just become my catalyst to to achieve that. That's Very awesome. Cool. I just think so many people are grasping and struggling and um, trying. They just want you to give them a simple, hey, this is do this and you're going to change your life. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to just consistently and doing the work. But you know, we're in the Netflix social media, everything at your face. And so many people are, they just can't stop and break that cycle. I mean, that's the problem, right? I mean, that's it's a dopamine addiction. That's what it is. And, you know, you guys have a child. And I think the most, the craziest thing that we're seeing in society is that you just get kids that they just do this like right off the bat, right? So you've got, Kenny's got a perfect curve, by the way. Yes. Yeah, this guy is a right rare, a rare beast, a rare beast. <laughs> can't it's, see it. Skeleton neck part, yeah. not the outside. Yeah, but in honesty, is uh, he's like literally not let that go. So no, that's you should be proud of it. Yeah. You should be proud yes. of it. I thought my neck yes. was all jack. I told him, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. We go in there, I'm like, there's something going to be bad. And you're like, I haven't seen this ever. I was like, oh, shit. I was I like, I know you. it's oh. terrible, right? You're like, no, actually, no, really no I mean, I would say like one in every 50 necks that we x ray are looking like that, maybe even less than that. And what's happening now is that this beautiful curve you're supposed to have, it's starting to go straight or forward or reversed. And that starts off with. Kids that are looking down like this, so parents are giving them an iPad just to shut them up. Not only are they going to create a dopamine addiction in their brain, and they're going to have you know ADHD and all these other issues. Wow, they're going to mess up their neck as well. And that's going to lead to chronic long-term problems, and that's why something like chiropractic, like cell phones, have been the biggest blessing to our profession. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're like gold nuggets. Yeah, yeah, and I like the gold rush has not hit yet. I mean, it's it's about to hit just because kids are getting cell phones younger and younger now. So. I mean, we need more chiropractors because it's people are not going to want to take medication to you know cover up a physical problem with something a chemical solution that's not going to work. Yeah. You literally need to go in there and start restructuring this thing, and yeah, it's, it's, there's going to be a lot of work to do. That's crazy. Yeah. I was just like, I think we, it was Joe Rogan's podcast we were listening to today, but they were oh, talking Laird about Hamilton's their, their daughters. No, but they were saying like, Gabby at was... what age do you get your kid a cell phone? Like the, a lot of these kids by like 10 years old. Joe Rogan's have... kids, 10, he's like, they don't have a cell phone. I don't care. Nope. Yeah. The answer is yeah no. but like a 10 year old walking around with a phone yeah. or an eight no, year old. No, but we, I mean, I see these kids. It's like, they're clearly, I was like, oh, I was just, it was like a Saturday a month ago. I saw this and I just get, I get irritated. It's like, it was to one o'clock in the afternoon. They're going to eat somewhere. You can clearly see both the daughter and the son just woke up out of bed, literally rolled out of bed yeah. and said, get up. We're going to go to lunch. Their hair is a mess. They're both walking down through cell phones, not even like not even paying attention, walking through the parking lot of their dad. And I just know this kid probably stayed up all night playing video games. And I just said, that's this is welcome to America. This yeah. is the problem. But I mean, that when I was teaching in Canada, that was the issue, too. Kids are staying up all night playing Call of Duty, and then they show up to school. They're tired, and across, so they're not paying attention because all all they want to do is get the dopamine from the video game, and it's literally you know, they're yeah, they're like, like jonesing. Get, to yeah, get back. and yeah. then uh, one of the schools I worked at across the street, we had McDonald's and a Seven Eleven. So they go, they get this chemical Jeez. poison, and they're in, in the afternoon. They can't pay attention as soon as they get come home. They're back to they cannot wait to play game. video yeah. games. And I remember, you know, we're doing the mile run. And, you know, I'd have some students that couldn't 
do it. And I remember one girl who was, I'm like, can you at least walk it? Like, just walk it. That's fine. And she starts crying. And I'm just like, like, I don't, I shouldn't feel bad about this. I should be pissed off at the parents that they're going to allow this child to go through this life where without a doubt will have some sort of heart disease, diabetes or cancer develop because you're feeding this child poison. Like you're really feeding it poison. So just because you made poor health decisions in your life, you shouldn't pass that on to your kids now. And same with the parents that like, if you're electing to be, you know, on your cell phones and looking down all day long or just, you know, having that dopamine, like they're just not educated and they don't know the detrimental long-term effects that's going to have on our society. But the people that are awake that understand what's going to happen, like I hope that you just don't give your child an iPad just to shut them up for several hours in a day. You know, you could play with them yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah that's yeah. It. no you could play with them <laughs> we were um we were in vietnam and we were in sapa so in the hills mm-hmm. and then we went to this little village which let's just say they live in huts mm-hmm. and like i said it's not even poor it's like we live off the land you know they barter and they grow stuff no electricity or anything yeah like they that. they did have wi-fi and yeah. we were in this hut. Oh, yeah. Some cooking. Of the places, Her son was on YouTube. And so we're walking back, and this guy, Thomas, our guide's like, hey, you want to stop at this little hut and play some pool? I'm like, yeah. And this was New Year's Eve 2018, there, right? Mm, 17. Seven, oh, yeah, 17. And um, 18. so this, these, <laughs> and the women dressed kind of what would you say? Tri- what's They're the, like it, tribes. Yeah, tribes, like yeah. Tribal. So these two little girls walk by, these little, little girls, and then this lady walks by, and all of a sudden, I think they see Crystal or something, had her phone, taking a picture, and they turn around, they c- come back, no English, no nothing, and next thing you know, they're cute. Crystal's taking a picture with them. Now, but, I was like, all oh, these little girls are so cute. All they wanted was my phone. Literally, off, literally. Like, so okay. I'm in there, and to I come play, to play with it or, like, steal oh, it? Oh, no, 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 no to play. To, to play. Like, she, she was taking selfies on my phone, and then she literally, like, scrolled through my phone and found YouTube and started watching these, like, baby doll videos. I had no so, idea. So I'm I like, come out, and I'm like... I'm like, oh, wow, she's she knows this thing. I'm like, Crystal, did you find that? Crystal's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean, Coach Kenny? She grabbed my phone, took pictures, went on YouTube and found this. Wait, how old is this girl? Maybe three. Three? In the middle, in the middle of, of the nowhere. Country. They oh, my have goodness. Country no Vietnam, money. though. Like, they don't have this I mean, stuff. we were there when we were in a hut. We saw a, um, what kind of baby? Mm, a Zika. A Zika baby. Yeah. So there, there's no, there's no care, there's nothing. But I was like telling Crystal I, when we got out of there, I realized I'm like, this is the world we live in. That somebody in the middle of nowhere, they literally know how to go on this phone and get on YouTube and watch stuff. And I said, that's when I realized like this is a problem. Well, I did, uh, did some volunteer work in, in Haiti while that's I was right. in school, and I mean this, this is as poor as it gets. Yeah. I mean they have literally nothing. Yeah. But somehow they still got their hands on some cell phones. Like that. Like imagine not having it's a crazy. home. Imagine yeah. not having a home. But you have a phone. But some of you know, I don't know if they had, you know, any like money on there to do anything, but like that was that was something that they had. It, you know, a cell phone. I was just it's just I mean, we give we give homeless people cell phones here because we want we want people they want it's like the whole thing. They want them to stay connected. Yeah. That's how it works. Or ride birds. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah. that now? Yeah. 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 yeah, on the bikes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so we want to get into some rapid fire questions. All right, <laughs> Crystal, you want to you want to fire away? Sure. What's one common misconception about chiropractic? 
Oh yeah. The so the common misconception is, I mean, we, we already answered that. Like if you if you do it once, you have to do it for the rest of your life. Not true. Yeah. You can try it out once. You could do it uh, as a way to optimize your body to. It's not function. a scheme to get you addicted. It's not a scheme. No, no, it's not sugar. So you're so um, what's uh, when you're gonna choose a chiropractor? What what are some things you should be looking for? I think social proof. I mean, if you take a look and you read the reviews, like, I think that's the biggest thing. And then. I don't want to get into nitty gritty of like, you know, they went to this school, they went to that school. But at the end of the day, like, just look at their reviews. Go try it out. If you don't like their energy and you don't like their vibe, like, don't do it. Yeah. But just go try somebody else out because it's, you know, if you ever go to a bad dentist, you're like, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm done to going to a dentist. Like, no, you would go find a different <laughs> yeah. dentist, right? Like, yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah. So just try out somebody else. And, you know, like, there are great chiropractors out there. There's also some that maybe are not great for you, right? Yeah. So it's just a matter of finding the right one for you. I agree. Yeah. What's the craziest injury, twisted spine, et cetera, you've ever seen, and how long did it take to correct it? Oh, the crazy. I mean, on the spot, um, I mean, something that recently happened is, you know, a guy comes in, whole arm is, is numb, and, you know, the neck is like this, and there's no, no movement, and there's no strength here as well, like, literally is not able to re resist anything and then you just Jeez. see you know you see after one adjustment all of a sudden the neck starts to move better and then range of motion improves and they're able to you know to resist you a little bit they gain some of that sh strength back and then over the course of a month you see something like that normalize wow. which is just it's really really cool but and it's just it's hard to say you know a migraine could be really crazy for you right it could be completely different for you it could be something completely different but Let's just say I get rid of that migraine for you after a few adjustments. All of a sudden, you've got more energy. You come back home in better mood. You don't take it out on your spouse. You've got energy to play with your kids. So that's something that's really crazy and profound in that's their true, eyes. True. It just varies for from sure. case to case. Yeah. What's something we don't know about you that we should? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> something. I love this question. Oh, I don't know. What, uh, something we don't know about you, we should. Well, you guys don't know a lot about me, and we're just starting to get to know yeah. each other. What's ah. something, we, like should. something we should, though? This something you should know. Um, you know, I'm a kid at heart. Uh, I'm a nerd at heart as well. Like, I just love to learn, love, um, love people, love learning from people. And I think my biggest passion, aside from, you know, learning and teaching to other people, is just seeing the world. So you guys are talking about Vietnam planning on going to Bali at the end of this year. So that's just something you know, I put on the calendar. I'm super excited to do that. And I've had the opportunity to go to India three times where I did volunteer work that's over awesome. there and been to, to Haiti, Dominican Republic. So having experiences like that where you just go and you adjust thousands of people Crazy. and you've got, yeah, and it's just, it's super, super cool. So that's like a whole different high that you get. So, you know, those are the things that I'm after and that's what I want to be doing more of. Um, so I don't know if I answered that question well because really it kind of put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like travel and helping. Yeah, yeah travel learning. and helping, which is kind of, but I wish I had something uh, a more exotic or spicy answer for that. I'm sure there's something there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll answer that off the camera. <laughs> um, best back stretch. <sighs> yeah. So this is, this is one of those. Actually, you know what? The best thing you could do for your back, I would, uh, I don't know if you guys have show notes, but uh, foundation training by Dr. Eric Goodman. You know, if you had to pick one exercise, and I have an email chain that I do as well where 
if I tell people if you have one exercise to do for your back, this would be it. Because what it does, it activate, activates your posterior chain. And what your posterior chain is, it's the muscles that run from the, from the back of your head all the way down to the back of your foot. Wow. And this exercise just activates it so that all of a sudden your posture's woken up. The little muscles in your back that are there for partial purposes that don't get worked when you're doing big, heavy lifting, they actually, yeah. They get activated and they strengthen up. So the founder foundation training by Dr. Eric Goodman, that's out on YouTube. And that's a, that's a, the most common exercise I'll prescribe to the practice members. What does that look like? Uh, it's looks, it looks like this. Camera. It's on camera. All right. Good thing I got the flexible pounds. So <laughs> <laughs> Basically what it looks like is you create a lot of space right here. Take a big deep breath in. You decompress your spine. You open up. You shoot your hips back. Oh, and then what wow. you do is with your fingertips, you shoot this back, pretend like there's a shoestring that's pulling you this way, and you're just pulling this way. And as you're doing this, you're compressing, you're squeezing, you're squeezing everything, and there's a certain breath pattern you do with it as well. And then you lift up, and now it's not going to work with this shirt. Yeah. You lift up, and what you do is you stretch out your spine from, uh, from fingertips all the way down to the glutes, and that just stretches you out. And by activating, activating and squeezing all your muscles... You're getting all those little muscles to fire, and uh, it's huge for posture, and it's also great for improving back pain. It's very similar to the one that Crystal does, that bare one. I'll have to show them when we're done. Yeah. We'll show it right now if I have to get up and I do yeah, mine. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Oh, go. Let's see this. This is Kenny's favorite stretch. He talks about it all the time. Not even sitting here. This there you go. happens when you're a damn giant. Right. Wait a second. Let me switch cameras. So you're like this, right? And you shoot your, so you're like this. And you shoot your hips back. Okay. And like he can't that. even extend his whole. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> so that fires here. Yeah. yeah. But this try. fires up there, and it's um, Crystal, the trainer, taught me that one. But that thing. I so you shoot you your shift. Like, no, that's a good one. So when she's flexible, she's like this back in her. But this thing fires, and I mean, yeah. you do five that five times, you're fired. But that's what I was saying. It's almost the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's it's about activation. You want to activate as many muscle fibers. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it's just society. We need to get away from, like, what's this one best thing? What's the yeah. number one pill? Mm -hmm. And really, the best thing you can do for your back is move it on a daily basis. Designed. Yoga. Do yoga. But even just don't if – you, if you're forced to sit, get up every 10, 15 minutes. Move around. Stretch throughout the day. And – like you get, if you're sitting a lot, you could just get up and do that stretch you're talking about. Yeah. And that would be a good overall yeah, stretch. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was kind of thinking. People that sit around all day, it's like, what do I do? Like just doing something like that four or five times throughout the day would yeah, make yeah, a yeah. huge difference huge. in your life. Yeah, huge. Okay, last one because I need to know the answer to this one. Is it okay to crack your own neck? Ooh. No. Joe and I, we've done a video on this already. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. Or you're Look, back. It's, it is okay if you move your head a little bit like this, you maybe get a little pop. That's fine. It's just gas that's being escape that's escaping out of the. You're not joint. breaking your bones or cracking you're not breaking, your bones. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like but, say. but if you're going like this and you're, what you're doing there is that you're gonna have ligaments that are above and below the segment that's stuck, the vertebrae that's stuck, and that's what you're feeling. What you're feeling is something that's not moving, so you want to get it to move, and you get a little bit of relief, and like half an hour later, you've got the urge again. That means. You didn't fix the problem. All you did is get more movement above and below. So you're going to have ligaments that are really lax. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. So what happens What happens is when people get adjusted, we actually go to the segment that's supposed to be moved. We move that. And I used to be terrible. I used to crack my neck nonstop all day long. I've been getting adjusted for the last five-ish years now. And 
you know, every now and then, maybe a little something where I go, but never like I used to where I'm like, oh, all the time. I hate when people do that. It's like nails on a chalkboard yeah, to me. They need to get like, adjusted. It's wrong. Well, actually, I'm trying to like, so I'll do that. I don't, I used to use that, but I'm trying to now save it. When I save it for me, man. No, I am because, it's, well, I know I'm going save twice the juice. a week. It's coming. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, but yeah, I have Kenny to say, to I would wait time. way too long and I'd just be miserable. Um, what's your why? Why do you do all this? Why? Um, There's got to be a why. There's got to be a why. why. There's got to be a why. And now I, I, the the big why, you know, for me is just this. You know, I feel like we've only, as we, as far as we know, we've got one shot at this, and just to you know, see see where life can take you if you continue to improve and put out your best, and continue to just be a good person and be a good contributing member of society. So for me, I mean, you know, the big why is just, you know, I've, my, my family's moved from Europe all this way over here. So just A, to support support them, help them out. Are they and, in San Diego? No, no, they're up in Canada. Oh, okay, they're cool. up, still up in Canada. So, you know, um, A, it's just to support them and just be a you know, positive role model to them. And I think the big thing for me is just to, you know, never look back at life and be like, well, you know, why didn't I try this? Why didn't I do that? And I think it's impact. It comes down to impact. And like I told you guys, like the, the high that I'm after is changing lives. And, you know, you figure out you figure out how you can do that. And then you want to learn more to see how you can have a bigger impact. And that's really what it comes down to. As simple as that. What's your uh, guys' why? I want to know. Uh, why are you doing all this? Honestly, because... What did somebody say? Make money. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Some people that is. No, I mean, honestly, for Crystal and I, I mean, the podcast, I probably dragged her into it more than me. He did. But I'm, it's just how I am. I mean, I think I'm just, I like to uh, give back. And I like, I think a lot of people in the world are lost. And I think a lot of people in the world are looking for some guidance or something. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are too scared to go out you know, and get it themselves or they don't know where to look. And so if every day I'm trying to jam it down somebody's throat, positive stuff, eventually if there's a hundred people listening, maybe I'll get to 50 of them or yeah. 20 of them or 10 of them. So for me, I think, you know, I'm just going to keep putting out a message that I believe that I think is a good message. And um, the show is to bring on people I think that are doing kind of the same thing. And where we can all learn from, you know, you're saying like I always somebody said this quote. I love it. When one teaches to learn. Ooh. So um, like when you're teaching, I love that. Even when you're teaching, we're both learning. And yeah. so that's why I asked you the question when you're teaching, when you've been teaching, what have you learned? And so by me doing this, um, I've learned that by Crystal and I being open and transparent and talking about a relationship and maybe we go to counseling or how we do this or how do you people how do you work together how do you do this how do you live together work together all this stuff and it's it's work it's balance it's yeah. you have that outlet in case we're not seeing eye to eye we don't wait till it's a crisis we're like we're not seeing eye to eye cool we'll go next week before it even gets to any stress or anything um and i think by us putting all this stuff out there and being open and transparent it's 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 affected and helped people in our lives so my why is is i keep doing that and i think just it's if I can help one person and you know I feel like I'm winning love that I think for yeah for me too it just comes down to like really helping people because I think that I'm not doing 
what I'm put here. Like, I, I, I think all of us are kind of put here to help other people through their shit, like whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I'm not doing anybody any service if I'm holding that in. Yeah. Um, so I get something out of that. I think all of us do. Like, I mean, I think you teach because it makes you feel good. I teach because it makes me feel good too. But also I feel like if I have something, some sort of value to bring to people, I want to put it out there. So, um, and that's for me, it's like, I want Harlow to have that now. Cause we have, you know, a little girl, like I want to be a good role model for her. So that pushes me and, um, to do my best and to kind of put myself out there in ways that might be uncomfortable. And so, um, I think the biggest why for me is my family and leaving behind like everything that I know, but, um, helping as many people as we can along the way. Love that. Are there any more babies coming? One more. One more. All right. Anytime now, hopefully. Anytime. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because you focus, you're on, you know, how to, like, you know, I think it's passionate about helping others optimize the body to function at its best. Mm-hmm. And we focus on hopefully how to teach people instead of buying into, like you said, you're buying into the terrible foods and the dopamine and all this. Well, people make money instead of buying all this crap you don't need. Mm-hmm. And then when you hit 60 or 70 and you're like, why didn't I prepare financially? Yeah. Now I'm screwed. And on top of that, I could be unhealthy. So my, my medical bills are not – it's a, it's a yeah. bad recipe. So for us, is like you're over here going, when you're 60, 70, I'm trying to get you in a certain place where you can still function, have a great life, and live 20 more years. And I'm saying financially, you know, maybe a 401k or Social Security or things like that's not going to work. And there is alternatives. And we obviously believe in investing in real estate. And um, so we're trying to make people optimize the, you know, the money side of it. Their financial life, you know, just yeah. to kind of have that financial freedom. Because I think we've always said if, if you don't have money, you don't have freedom. And people say that money doesn't matter. It, it does when you don't have it. So, you know, for us, our thing is like helping people financially to make those decisions so that mm-hmm. they have the freedom in their life to go to the chiropractor a couple days a week and go to travel. work out with a yeah. trainer or to travel or to spend time with their family or whatever that might be. So that's definitely something it's, it's tough in california i mean everything's yes. expensive it's it so expensive is. but uh the, my favorite one of my favorite quotes by les brown the motivational speaker he goes you know uh, he says money isn't the root of happiness but everyone wants to find out for themselves <laughs> yes <laughs> which is all true but i think in like here it's just so expensive to live and oftentimes people neglect their health but everyone has the new cell phone everyone's got Adidas Ultra Boost on their feet. Probably and a new car by a now. A new car. Like, they're just keeping up with all these other people because they see, you know, this person has this and they've got this smile on their face, so I want that. But they're getting all these things that actually don't matter where, like, it's extrinsic, but you would need just to be happy on the inside. And that's what's really going to give you health as well but people are not after that which delayed is a, gratification yeah. and it's, it's the same though that you talk we talk about too with like people eating healthy or going to the gym it's like the same thing as like you're kind of after that instant gratitude um you're doing like taking the easy route is usually not the best route usually the hardest thing is the best thing to be doing yeah. so i think that's kind of where we're at with kind of helping people to you know that's awesome and one, one final science thing is uh, i just watched a speaker recently and it just blew my mind where Dopamine is that, that immediate gratification that you get. And serotonin is, is happiness. And you could view dopamine as instant serotonin over the long run. So, you know, you guys working, developing a relationship, that's serotonin. Dopamine is you opening up your cell phone. And he goes, the more that you shoot up that dopamine for that short-term gratification, it comes at the expense of the long-term serotonin. So what ends up happening is that 
you get happiness in that day to day, but it's going to make you sadder over the course of the years. And that's why we see and all these rates of you know anxiety and depression going up. It's because people are on their cell phones all day long or you know doing these other things that just give you a quick uh, burst of dopamine, but they don't focus on working on themselves, working on their relationships. You know, I was gonna say, as humans too, we're like meant to connect and have. Yeah, community. we're tribes. Yeah, yeah, that's what Austin was so cool. I like, I met my tribe. I met like a hundred people. Yeah. Like, these are my best friends. It's super cool. So you feel connected. I yeah. feel a lot of people are disconnected. I agree. I think that because I think you you lose just like anything. If you don't work out a muscle, it, you don't have the you lose the muscle. Yeah. So it's like if you're not exercising that muscle of connecting with other people, you're on your phone all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's, like I, those we, kids. I mean, those kids. That, like, I bet you they. Put them in a hostel somewhere in Vietnam with no, no they're, Wi-Fi, they're, no cell phone. Like they probably wouldn't be able to go up to a stranger and be like, "Hi, my name is. Right. Um, do you like what are you where are you from? Blah blah." And then you know become friends. Like that is probably a lost skill of communication. It's kind of scary. scary and I to asked see. the mom on the one son how is he, he's on the phone all day long. All yeah, day of course, long. just like this, looking down like this. Did you give him my business card? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> What's next? What's next for you? What's the next 12 months look like in your life? The next 12 Dr. months? Dr. Bo knows. Oh, well, keep it up with this. Keep uh, building up the practice and doing more of the speaking um, and just seeing where this whole, whole social media goes. Uh, eventual plan for me is to teach this to other young chiropractors that are starting out and creating a platform for them because when you walk out first day, you're like, okay, well, what do I do now? And who I have do no I listen clients. To? I have what no clients. So yeah. like here I am doing it through social media as a, my primary means and speaking. So doing that, continuing work, doing the video work and just putting stuff out and just seeing what comes from it. Like I, I don't know yet. We'll see. I continue to travel, continue to have fun, continue to change lives and see what kind of doors open up. I'm super stoked for this year. It's monumental just because I'm doing this coaching program all year we're going to tulum we're going to sedona and then we've got another meetup in la so i get to you know connect with all these incredible people and just seeing what kind of person i become by the end of this just through the continued process of investing in yourself we'll cool. see well, just the beginning yeah. awesome well thanks for coming on yeah, thank you for um, having me i think you're a cool dude and i think, I you, think should you're cool keep, dude too. you should keep doing what you're doing <laughs> you guys are a cool couple <laughs> you're a power couple <laughs> cool awesome okay This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.